When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week. It's uh, Thursday, 12 noon here in the New York City area, and hope that your week has been sustainable like mine. Today, we're gonna, we have a great guest today. We're going to be talking about how to master the art of selling for sustainable success. This is something true and dear to my heart since I had spent over 25 years in sales from every capacity you can think of. So I'm really looking forward to today. Uh, before we get into the topic and introduce our guest, I did want to let everyone know that is new to Sustainable Success that you can find us not only at the Voice American Influencers channel, but also on our Facebook page. That's Sustainable Success 2017. Again, Sustainable Success 2017. On the Facebook page, you will find uh, comments from our past guests, uh, comments from our listeners, as well as uh, access to those past episodes that you could listen to prior guests share their wisdom and knowledge that could help you in any capacity in your business, your with your personal wellness, and your relationships. So when we talk about how to master uh, the art of selling for sustainable success, this really sits well uh, from my end, and I hope for you as well. You know, when you really think about it, is selling really an art? Think about it. You know, it's it's a skill, right? But it's also an art because you can definitely hone in on your skills to really, truly master this craft. And today we're going to be learning from someone that has really studied the masters of the game of sales. And he's going to provide today some critical feedback on how you can really not only take your game to another level, but also depending upon what business you're in, how you can apply these principles so that you can have sustainable success at the next level. So before we introduce him, his name is Simone Vincenzi. He is known as the Italian stallion of the speaking industry. He is the co-founder of GTEX Community. Simone is the lead facilitator of Explode Your Coaching Business and has been featured on Forbes, the Huffington Post, TEDx, and is recognized as one of the most influential migrant entrepreneurs in the UK and was awarded Speaker of the Year Uh, 2016 by the ACPTC. Fed up with the dirt of the personal development industry that no one talks about, he believes in changing the industry through the creation of a supportive and genuine community of coaches and speakers, helping them to create seminars that convert while delivering incredible value to their audience. He has shared uh, the stage uh, with many personal development and business icons like Les Brown, Gary Vee, among others. Simone cannot live without three things in his life, and that's speaking, which I love, basketball, God, I love basketball, my son, son's favorite sport, and playing his didgerido. I don't know if I said that right, Simone, but I want to <laughs> definitely find out what that is. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Simone. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for reading that very long introduction. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, the name of that in- is a musical instrument, actually. Oh, it's an instrument. All right. Uh, well, yeah. It, it, tell us about that. I really like to, I think our audience would like to find out about that before we get in to the art of selling. Absolutely. It's called the didgeridoo. 
and okay. uh, is an Australian instrument. It looks like a very long tube, and you're playing it by um, literally vibrating your lips, doing like something like this, like <laughs> at one end of the tube, and it, it, the sound that comes out uh, becomes like whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, wow. And that definitely very, sounds like something from the Outback. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's being considered, it's a very fascinating instrument because um, it was considered to be the first uh, wind instrument in the history of humanity. And um, it has a very lot of like different spiritual connotations. It was used in sacred ceremonies. And also the sound is a v- very powerful healing capacities uh, and he's used a lot of for meditation as well which i know you are big into <laughs> big into i know i've been on your show and we've talked about that and and you were so right about music music is really a, a, a healer and and you look at sometimes certain instruments and 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 the vibrations that 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 it gives off and how that really aligns with your own brain waves and what it can do to really you know, alter your state of consciousness and really exactly. allow yourself to heal. So that was really, and I'm, now I know what it is, and that that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure our listeners now are very happy to know what it is, unless you are from the Australia and you you, you grew up with it. So uh, that's awesome. Exactly. So before we get into it, how are things in the UK? You're in the UK, uh, correct? What part of the UK? Um, I live in London, back smack in the center of London. Uh, that's where I live in an area called Bermondsey, very close to London Bridge. Things are pretty well here. It's actually sunny, so I can say I call him from sunny London, <laughs> which is not something we can say. Yeah, <laughs> we we got London weather today. It's it's overcast here in the New York area, and it's in the mid 60s. Now that's Fahrenheit, so. Uh, Celsius, I can't, I don't know. That would be maybe, maybe in the high teens, but but none. Well, maybe the mid teens. But that being said, I mean, this is unusual. Usually, we're in the eighties at this point, so it's a little cool today here. So we got the London weather. We did a swap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so happy to have you here, and I I know you're doing some great things in within your community and working with speakers and coaches and people that obviously sell online and and do and other aspects of sales. So I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, your your, you know, your area of and when you got into, you know, learning the, from the masters. Talk a little bit about what that process was and why that was important to you to really learn from these gurus and these these masters of the art of of selling. Yeah, absolutely, uh, sure. I can say that my sales career started when I was 14. And when I was 14, uh, is, uh, unfortunately, my parents split up and uh, there wasn't much money in the house. So I decided to get a part-time job during the summer. And being Italian, uh, you, you can imagine the stereotype. I started working in a restaurant. What do you do <laughs> as an Italian, right? We have a lot of restaurants in Italy. So I started working in restaurants. And um, a big part of the job of a waiter is uh, upselling. So people will come in uh, that they don't want generally, in particular depending from the restaurant, but they want to spend as little as possible and have the best service as possible. That's generally what people want. And uh, my role was uh, to get them to spend a bit more and you know buy that extra dessert or buy that bottle of wine that uh, is a bit more expensive. Maybe get a coffee or some liquor at the end. And that's uh, how I was exposed for the first time uh, to the world of selling. And I remember I had a great mentor. 
And this guy was a genius. Uh, literally, he, he was getting people that wanted to come in the restaurant and, and buy a pizza and uh, come back uh, with a steak and a bottle of red wine. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> literally, it was, uh, it was, it was beautiful seeing it seeing him at work and the way he was able to influence the decision making process of these people and then giving having those people having spent more than they wanted leaving them a big fat tip and also being happier than they would have been so it, it, it was amazing and uh, i started uh, um, I, I learned that uh, and uh, at the age of 19 because i was um, selling so much in restaurants I actually became the youngest Michelin star restaurant manager in Europe. And I was already managing a Michelin star restaurant manager, a Michelin star restaurant, because I was making a lot of money for the, for the restaurant owners, to the restaurant owners. Uh, and that was my first uh, uh, thing of selling. However, when I decided to start my own business, things changed. I don't know if that happened to you, uh, Chris. When- well, I mean, we have similar backgrounds. It's so funny that you said that because I started my first job, even though, well, my first job was picking up uh, baseballs at a batting cage at the age of 12. But I always say that my first real job was working in a in a pizza Italian restaurant at the age of 13. <laughs> so you have, you have a bit of Italian in you as well. Yeah, I do. I'm, well, I'm, I'm Mediterranean. I'm part Greek. So it, it, it's, uh, but I was making pizzas. Like, you know, we're literally flipping the pie in the air at the age of 14, you know, making pizzas the old fashioned way. And uh, so I could totally relate to you where, you know, in terms of the restaurant business, because that's where I really was, where I started and, and began to learn how to interact with people. I think that a lot of people discredit the the job of a waiter. Um, I think there are so many skills that are useful in life that you acquire just by the fact of being a waiter. You're talking about public speaking skills. You know, sometimes I had to take orders of groups of 50 people plus. Uh, you know, you have to have a good stage presence <laughs> to get in a rowdy restaurant, get 50 people to listen to you all at the same time. Uh, then uh, I've learned uh, customer service skills. I've learned uh, one-to-one interaction. I've learned sales. Uh, you learn marketing when you're explaining the, the menu you uh, market the menu in a certain way I learn influence when you have to influence because uh, sometimes you have to sell um, some determined type certain kind of food which then is going to go off Um, and uh, there is a limited shelf life so you need to get rid of that first otherwise the restaurant will lose a bunch of money yeah so there are a lot of skills that I've learned uh, in, in business management but I found that when I made the transition of working by myself, I really struggled with sales. So there I was, being one of the best uh, uh, salespeople and waiters and managers that you could find in my area and become one of the best in Europe to <laughs> really struggle to sell a penny <laughs> here in the UK. You are a cent if you want to use <laughs> dollars. Exactly. Yeah, not a pound. So, yeah. <laughs> when, when, uh, for myself and... Um, I think that the big transition was uh, that before I was selling someone else's product, but when I had to start selling myself and my products and my creations, then uh, the whole sales process uh, took an all new level because I I was feeling uncomfortable. I didn't want to ask for the sale. I didn't, I was feeling afraid of people saying no. So therefore I was just, you know, having a chat and then letting them go. And therefore 
I was making no money. And uh, <laughs> I remember after I started my business, I became homeless for a while because I couldn't bring enough money in. And, and, it, and it's humbling. You know, I've been there. I mean, it's such a humbling experience, but these experiences sometimes shape us to be who we are today and why we are where we are today to offer value back to people. Keep going. I'm sorry, Simone. I Ex- wanted to exactly. No, I, I said that because I know you had a, some strong experiences yourself that yeah. made you who you are, and so we, we can uh, we can really understand what we what we had to go through to to be where we are now. And uh, so I remember that I said, okay, I really need to learn this sales stuff. And first of all, I needed to get a job to get myself out of the street because <laughs> I knew that like, it, doesn't, it didn't matter if I could find free Wi-Fi and I had my <laughs> notebook, but <laughs> it, it was impossible to run a, a business while I'm homeless or to even expect like, <laughs> meet a client. I just need a shower. <laughs> right? So... <laughs> Uh, I decided that I said I need to get a job, but I wanted to get a job that could teach me sales. And uh, so I decided to find the toughest job, the toughest sales job they could ever find. So I started selling charities door to door. I don't know if you have that in the U.S. as well. Oh yeah, people. Yeah, okay, right. So you you have a bunch of t- people of young lads and then <laughs> young kids in the street, and uh, they are knocking doors and they're getting you to make a subscription to a charity. Now the the thing is that uh, here in the U.K. I don't know if that's like that's in the U.S. But you have uh, about four to five uh, charities that are knocking to your door every single day. So we're talking about competition here. Competition, like you said. I mean, yeah, that's quite a bit. You know, people exactly they get they almost build up that wall immediately. You know, because they're they're getting approached almost all the time. So we were knocking 150 doors a day to have about 10 conversations, and over these 10 conversations, we were expecting to have uh, two to three people signing up. So that was my biggest training for me in terms of rejection. Because you cannot imagine the names that have been called <laughs> while I was at the doors. I had people literally leashing dogs uh, at me. And uh, I had uh, all the, the, the worst names uh, uh, sh- being shouted behind my back. And you were just going on and knocking your doors, uh, no matter if there was, uh, if it was winter. And uh, you know, I remember the first signups that I had was um, uh, talking about persistence here, which I think is the, the, the biggest learning, the first yeah. learning that I want to get across in, in the sales process. So you got to be persistent. And I remember that shift. It was um, I've been working there for a week. I didn't make any signups. No signups for a week. I've been knocking 150 doors a day. It was winter. It was cold. It was freezing. I couldn't even feel my hands. And uh, it was the end of the shift. And I decided to knock one more door. I said, you know what? One more door and then I quit. <laughs> that was just in my mind. <laughs> one more door and then I'm done. I go back to, to being a waiter in restaurants. And uh, I knocked that door and we had a good chat. I met a lovely lady and she decided to sign up. So I, I was the happiest person at the moment, and I remember I took out my pen and my folder, and my hands were so cold that I couldn't even write, <laughs> right? I, I were frozen, and I had to get this woman. She invited me, and she gave me a cup of coffee. She filled up the form herself because I couldn't even write at that point anymore. And I think that gave me a huge lesson. Uh, you know, when is the time where everyone else is saying no, 
Just tell yourself one more door, one more person. Because just doing that extra effort, it will make an all of a difference. And that's maybe just the sales that you need. Exactly. It's the persistence in being consistent. Absolutely. So that was my biggest uh, uh, one. Of my biggest sales training that I had was there on the ground, and I applied everything I was learning there on the road on the sales training that we were receiving then to my business because I was working part time, and then I was building my coaching business on the side, and I started getting increasing in clients and more clients and more clients, and then I got exposed to the work, uh, you know, Zig Ziglar. Tom Hopkins and uh, Tony Robbins as well, big influence in in terms of sales, uh, and uh, uh, Les Brown, uh, all these motivational speakers from the U.S. and a lot of them were talking about sales, and I was learning from them. And everything, every time they were saying something new, I was applying it to my business, and I saw. I arrived to a point where I could close, uh, you know, one over two conversations. They would become client. For some period, I got even 100% conversions. Uh, um, starting going running seminars and events, uh, we are selling. I would get 50 or 85, up to 85% of the room to, to buy a 10,000 pound, uh, which is about $12,000 product there and then. So it's been a, a big learning and uh, a the biggest thing I can say is about persistence and then refining the skills, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Yes, the- yeah. We're going to talk about that after the break. We're going to be going to break here shortly. But you made a, an interesting point because you, you, here you are, you're on the street, and you're thinking like, well, I got I to gotta produce some income. But instead of like think, hey, I'm just going to get a job where I'm trading time for money where I, you know, I know I can get at least a paycheck each week, mm-hmm. you took on a role that could be one of the hardest you know, sales jobs yet going door to door with people and huge. And, and yet, you know, you conditioned yourself to, you know, accept rejection to, to really understand what no meant because, you know, for so many no's, those were going to become yeses. And exactly. that's what was huge, huge. And I give you a lot of credit for that. And I think, Thanks. you know, as, as a salesperson, uh, we got to be, we got to go through those experiences. Uh, definitely, those experiences are very, very important. So, Absolutely. Uh, so which is great. So, we're going to be talking a little bit more here with uh, Simone when we come back after the break about more about the process to uh, master the art of selling. Again, even if you're not a salesperson, we highly encourage you to listen to this because it doesn't matter if you sell for a living. You are always selling yourself or something to someone else, whether you're conscious to it or not. So there's some valuable information that you're going to get from here from today from Simona. And Simona, I'm so happy that you're here and uh, uh, glad that I cannot wait to hear back what when, when, when we get back yeah, after the break, we, what we are, you're going to we're share getting with back, us. We're getting back in more structures and processes, so stay tuned for the juice. It's gonna- ah, I love it. Love it. <laughs> Again, you're listening to Simone Vincenzi. Uh, he's from the UK. Mastering the Art of Selling for Sustainable Success. We'll be right back after the break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. What is balance? 
It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. If you're just joining us here, we are discussing how to master the art of selling for sustainable success. We are with our guest expert today, Simone Vincenzi. He is from the UK. And again, you can check out Simone's uh, bio on the Voice America Influencer channel, also at our Sustainable Success Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. If, uh, again, you're just joining us, you, uh, you know, Simone was sharing with us his humble roots, how he got into selling, and how he was able to really mold his craft from these humble roots. And I always love stories like that because it's uh, something I actually did myself growing up and working at a young age. So, Simone, where we left off, we were were talking about the process, and you were talking about the foundation that you had built to really begin to master the process of selling. Yep. Talk about a little bit more about the process, you know, the, to the listeners here that are yeah, either one are in the sales profession and are looking to take their game to another level to cover a little bit more about the process. And even for those folks that are not in sales, but can utilize these same skills and these insights to improve their situations in whatever role they play in their careers. 
Absolutely. Um, now, to so I can give a bit of teaser what we're going to cover. We're looking at first uh, the sales skills or the sales process that uh, is required when you're selling one-to-one. And then what another part of big important part of selling is doing presentations. Because uh, once you've mastered the, the art of selling one-to-one, then uh, it's time to switch to a one-to-many situation where you can actually get more clients at the same time or getting more bookings and more consultations at the same time. So we're going to cover both um, this section and the next segment. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. Uh, there is a, a big part of the process, which is uh, the, uh, the most important skill that every salesperson must have. And probably you've heard this again and again, but let me repeat it because I think not many people still get it, <laughs> which, is, which is you got to listen. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the first well, thing. Well, that's just yeah. it. They got to keep, they got to listen because they haven't even listened the first few times. <laughs> you got to listen. I remember, I don't remember who said it, but we have one, we have two years and one mouth for one reason. Okay, <laughs> so you have two years, <laughs> one mouth. So use it two years first and then speak with them out. And I think that that's the biggest starting point. Uh, whenever you go into a conversation with a client, listen to them. Uh, we created a model called the Wilo model to help us uh, uh, help our clients, to help us teaching our methodology of sales. And you know, the, the first part of the WILO model, which is an acronym, uh, WILO stands for, the W stands for welcome. And that's where you, you need to be approachable, your friend, and you're welcoming and inviting the conversation. And now in that particular part, what you want to do again is to listen, to ask questions. How are you doing? How was your day? Or you might see something that creates a commonality and you're starting leading with that. So, for example, I, uh, my wife is Caribbean and uh, we just came back from a cruise for our one-year anniversary. It was beautiful. And uh, I met uh, one of my client, one of potential client, and uh, he was Caribbean from the Caribbean, one of the Caribbean islands too. So we started talking about my wife being Caribbean and uh, uh, the, the trip that I had, and he told me, "Oh well, you should go there in the next place next time." And that was before even we started talking about business. And, and I'm sure you see it all the time, Chris. Sometimes you go into a sales conversation and you sit down. And then the other person like switch on the sales mode. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah. All right. I get that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, what do you do? Let's talk business. Oh, I can have this for you. And you're like, man, just chill out, right? <laughs> Let's get to know each other first because uh, people buy from people that they like. And uh, if you don't make yourself likable, you might actually do the sales work for somebody else. You might sell someone on the concept, but if you don't don't sell them on you as a person, then they will buy from someone else, right? Uh, so that's the biggest part of the while. And I think in the welcome process, what you got to do as well is then once you establish that relationship, is also to do what we call the signposting. When you're going to uh, mention uh, the expectation and the uh, the expectations down of what this call or what this meeting is going to be about to make sure that both parties are on the same page. Because I'm sure, Chris, you've been on a sales conversation where 
he actually didn't know how long it was going to last. He didn't know uh, what was the purpose of that meeting. You uh, didn't know what was available. You didn't know what the agenda was. Uh, and that creates uh, a, a lack of trust uh, in, in the process because the, the, the person doesn't know what to expect. So they're always uh, uh, in this kind of aware danger kind of mode, which is completely subconscious. And you don't want that to happen. So by saying, hey, this, this call is or this meeting is going to last for the next 30 minutes. Uh, I need you to be open with me so then we can work out something together. This is the aim that we want to achieve on this call. See if we are a good fit to work together. And just doing this, this very few things and I'll make an offer at the end. Uh, if we see that we are a good fit, are you, are you on board with that? Are you okay? Does it work for you? And then the person would definitely, generally 99.9% of the time, they would say yes. <laughs> if they say no, you know already that uh, you know it's probably wasted time. Even more. Well, more exactly. They're they're not they're not connected to you. They, they you've shown that you've cared and they feel they feel comfortable and they trust you, versus the other way around. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. So that's the part of the welcome. Then you go into the I, which is investigate. And in the investigate part, what you want is to ask a lot of questions. That's what you want to do. You want to ask as many questions as possible to find out three things, three things in particular. One is, for example, if you are selling something for their business, what's going on in their business? Give me the big picture. Tell me. What's your business about? What projects are you working on? How many staff members do you have? Uh, I want to know as many informations as possible and I, I want you to talk. I want you to give me those information because I can immediately say as a salesperson, based on the information you're giving me right now, do I have the right product or service for you? And if not, I don't even waste time to keep going. I say, well, you know what? Based on what you said so far, I'm not the right person for you. But I know Johnny down the road. Talk to Johnny. He has the right product for you. So that will help you massively. But also, if you find that there are the right information, then will help you to then find out the second thing that you want to find out in this part of the process, which is the problem. So you have this situation ah. right now. <laughs> then <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> right? What is the problem that you're facing right now? And then what you want to find, once you find the problem, you want to find out also, what is your desire? What is it you want to have instead? It's the emotional connection, like you said, the problem, they're emotionally connected to it, and then also to the, the, the desired outcome. That is spot on. Exactly. And it's great to make sure that you talk about both, because then what you're creating is a contrast. You know, in their mind, while they're talking, they will paint a picture. So you're creating a contrast between uh, where they are right now, the problem that they have, or where they want to be. And that's what people buy for. They don't buy you. They don't buy your product. They don't buy your service. They buy the, the train <laughs> that is going to get them to the destination that they want, <laughs> right? Correct. So you have to make sure that they are aware that there is a journey that they have to make so that they can buy the train, the ticket for the train to get them on this journey. And that's the investigate part of the Wilo model. And then the L stands for lead. And that's where you're asking more leading questions to get them to consider having you as their provider. And those questions could be something like, 
Well, how, for example, if let's say you're selling, uh, we do a, we have a company where we do sales training for recruitment agencies. So when we go in there, one of the lead questions that we have is, uh, how fast do you think your sales team is going to perform or is going to grow if you have someone that already has all the training that they need ready for you without you having to create everything from scratch? So that's a big leading question because uh, I want them to yeah. think, uh, I want them to say, actually, it will be faster and say, hey, I'm here. Look at me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, you see, the biggest thing at this point, we haven't still mentioned, Chris, the fact that we have a solution, that we have a product for them. Uh, I'm, I'm leading them. I want to, I want to still, in the lead part, I want to understand how much, uh, is, uh, how much money is going to save them if they hire me, how much money are going, I'm going to make them, how much time they're going to save, how much, time more they, how much more time they're going to have. These are the kind of questions that I want them to be aware in, in the leading part. And then we're going to the, the last one, which is the O of the WILO, which stands for options. And now I'm asking a simple question. Now, based on this conversation, I have a few options for you. Would you like me to, to share them with you? And then the person will say, yes. of course. <laughs> All right. So I'm getting that permission to, to give them an offer. And given that we have enough rapport, most of the time they will say yes. Well, you, just like you said, you've diagnosed the problem. You've also provided, you know, you know, insight to what they would ultimately want to be doing rather than facing that problem. So now they have that contrast and now you've, you've asked permission to offer these options or recommendations, which now they're, they're, the guard is down and they're listening. Now they're listening where you had listened previously. Exactly. Now, and then now is my time. <laughs> <laughs> and then all I've been holding on so much because I love to talk. So for me, actually, it was really difficult uh, um, to get to the point where I'm only asking questions for the first 45 minutes. <laughs> and uh, then I went, uh, and then that's a time when you can give them different options. Uh, it works really well to give them three options. Uh, one, starting from the most expensive that you have, from the premium offer that you have then going down to a medium offer that you have and then going to the lower offer that you have. So then based on where they are, they can then make a decision based on their budgets, their time, uh, the effort that they want to put uh, in, in, in your offer and what you have to, to, to give. But also is it, why is it crucial to always start from the most expensive? It is because uh, you see the, in their mind a big price. So therefore, if they buy the middle option or the lower option, in contrast, compared to the bigger one, they look like this is a deal. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's really important. I see all the time a lot of clients that or they will start and they will give only one option, which then creates a yes or a no. And... Uh, or they will just start from the lowest option that they have, building up to the most expensive. But then the first price that is sitting in their mind is the lowest one. So the most expensive sounds even more expensive <laughs> at, at this point. So this is uh, the Wilo model. That's great. I mean, that is such a, I love the model. It's very simple to follow. And, you know, getting back to your, the, the, you know, the, the options, I mean, sometimes too many options can also not work, be good either. You want to kind of keep the options where, so what would you feel is a, an, like a, a good amount 
to offer? I mean, I guess, you know, to be on two, yeah, I would say two to kind of... Three, three, two or three? Uh, yeah, my, my favorite is three because uh, um, three creates a conversation. Okay. That's what I found out. Uh, two options is, is giving, getting people to a fork road uh, and I found that convert, having three options for me converts more. Two yeah. works. One, uh, I wouldn't recommend unless you are the lead player in your market where it's like, <laughs> they already want to work with you and say, here's my option. Either yes, you want yes. it or not. If you don't want it, I got a line of people <laughs> that want it. Um, but otherwise, uh, three options, uh, starting from the most expensive, the middle, and the lower one. And something that uh, I think is really important to do is what we call the preempting objections. So uh, I was having a call before with a client, and I knew that finances for that client were a problem. I knew that. Uh, from the conversations that we had. So immediately what I said, I said, well, every option will have a payment plan. And uh, as a person, I'm very flexible because that's the nature of our business. We work with our clients. We find the payment arrangements that they want. And if we can fulfill them or we can uh, you know, arrange the product or the service in a way to match their budget, we will do that. And so I said it up front. So he was feeling comfortable then to move forward without having the, oh my God, I cannot afford it, uh, things in their head, which you know sometimes can even put them, stop them to make a purchase that then can can really transform their business or their life. No, absolutely, and I think, like you said, you know, you know, leading with the the high, you know, the highest uh, option, you know, in terms of the you know the money and value, because like you said, somehow you could always scale back. And, you know, that way they have the third option, but some maybe they come in, you meet somewhere in the middle and either way, you know, you're providing something that's going to help solve their problem. And it also obviously meets your objective from your end in terms of uh, what you sell and what you provide. So that is so, so, so spot on. And, and so right now, like, I mean, if, if people wanted to learn a little bit more about this process, even though, you know, there might be different variations of this, Simone. Where can, like, I mean, where are, you're offering this in, in sales trainings right now online, right, through your community? Yeah, I do. We have a sales training called Sales Mastery that is available for people and actually is only $7 that, that we sell it for. And we have raving reviews about the training. Wow, that's fabulous. And that's one of the things, like I said, you know, we tell our listeners that, you know, investing in yourself is critical, uh, especially in terms of personal development and taking your business to another level for sustainable success. So, again, if you're a salesperson, there's you're never going to have enough training, right? You, you know, we, we've all been through lots of different training, but, you know, again, certain things sometimes resonate better than others. And this is something I highly encourage you to take a look at because I, what I love about what Simone's doing, and this isn't just textbook stuff, right? It's not theory. This is stuff that is actually been done in, you know, that's done in real life situations. And and if you were did not join us in the beginning when Simone was talking about his humble roots and how he got started in sales, you know, when you do listen to the on-demand version, you'll see how that all circles up to really uh, connect the dots. So again, we're listening to Simone Vincenzi uh, from the UK. Uh, again, how to master the art of selling for sustainable success. We'll be right back after the break. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people in businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. Again, we're here with Simone Vincenzi, uh, How to Master the Art of Selling for Sustainable Success. Again, if you're just joining us, we were talking a little bit about Simone's background and humble roots, how he got into sales and really learned to master the art of selling And then in the last segment, we were talking about the process to master selling one-to-one. Now, for many of you that are in sales, and let's say that you've done very well selling one-to-one, have you thought about the concept about one-to-many? This is where the difference is where you are and where you can be making far more if you're able to master that art and use systems and resources to sell one-to-many and still keep that level of value that you provide one-to-one similar or the same. With that being said, Simone, I wanted to make the transition into the process to master the art of selling one-to-many. Can you enlighten the listeners on that process? 
Absolutely. That's why I'm here. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, there are a few things that are crucial. What I want to talk first is uh, about the differences. Then I'm going to be talking about some of the similarities between selling one-to-one and selling one-to-many. And then uh, I'm going to give a crash course on uh, creating an effective presentation that sells. So that's what you can expect uh, in the next few minutes that we have together. So let's talk about differences. Now, it's the, the biggest difference, which is uh, very obvious, <laughs> is uh, when you're selling one-to-one, you're selling to one person. When you're selling one-to-many, you're selling to multiple people. <laughs> that's the very- all types of people all different types <laughs> all different types of people and you know sometimes it depends where you are sometimes you will have control over the audience is going to listen to but sometimes you will not have that control you will not know who is in the audience depending from the kind of business that you run so uh, the first thing to be aware of is that uh, if you have still or yet any fear of rejection in terms of one to one Think that when you're selling one to many, that's going to be fear of rejection on steroids <laughs> because you don't have one person saying no to you. You will have, you might have about a hundred people saying no to you all at the same time. How are you going to handle that? So it requires a very big level of self-confidence and self-esteem and understanding that there's going to be a minority of people at the beginning, that are going to, up until you become really great and you can convert the majority of the people, but the minority of the people that will buy, or at the beginning, no one will buy because maybe you're just finding your feet and uh, you know you have the public speaking skills to combine with the sales skills that you already have. So that's something to really be aware of. Uh, you will might find and see and become really uncomfortable, but that's okay. And that's part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you're talking about uh, uh, the similarities, is that uh, when you're selling from uh, the stage or you're selling one-to-one, there is one thing that you want to do. The process is very similar. Uh, you're always, uh, with the difference that actually you, you, don't, um, you don't listen this much, but you're talking all the time. That's the difference. However, because you've listened before and you've done a lot of consultations one-to-one, you know already what to talk about because what you're going to talk about is the information that your previous client or potential client gave you in those conversations one-to-one. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. They already gave you all the information and if they struggle with these things and their situation of this other client is, sim- is a certain situation, it's very likely there are going to be other people going through the same exact situation. So you're going to take all the information that you have from your conversations one-to-one and put them into a presentation to make sure that you they feel that you understand them. So don't start selling straight away. But make them feel that you understand them. Talk about their situation. Talk about their pain. Talk about where they want to go. So what you're doing is a bit of mind reading based on information that you already have. And the more you will do, the more you will listen, the more specific information you will find. And you will get people coming up to you saying, oh, my God, why are you reading my mind? How do you know that? 
I don't know if that ever happened to you, Chris, but sometimes you'll get someone coming to you and say, oh, you were talking to me. Felt like you were talking oh, to me. I, I do that a lot when I'm yeah. on, when on stage or if, even sometimes when I post something, they, they, they think you're a psychic. <laughs> exactly. But that's because you have talked to so many of these potential clients that you know exactly what they're going through, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Your your message is crystal clear, and uh, and and you know I can I can I have to say that being calm is one of the biggest skills that you can have as a speaker when you're doing a presentation because uh, you might be nervous at the same time, so you need to work on your state, on your emotional state, and that's what someone like Chris <laughs> hiring someone like Chris will be very useful <laughs> because uh, I remember Chris when we did the the interview that you did for my show. The Explode Your Expert Business podcast. Uh, you mentioned a big time about your routine and the meditation that you use. Yes. And since that episode, I got to tell you, I meditated every single day, 15 awesome. minutes, like you suggested. I kept it going. And every time, you know, if I feel like, oh, I really don't want to meditate, then I, <laughs> I remember Chris saying, no, you got to meditate. You so, got to do it. You just you do, it. do it. That <laughs> <laughs> was so powerful for me. So thank you again. And... Uh, well, you made you made a great point about the calm because people want people are going to listen and be warm to buy something for someone that's calm because they don't feel they don't feel pushed. They're not being pushed. That when there's that that level of anxiety or nervousness and they're then they feel on some level they're being pushed even though it might not be direct. Exactly. And by you being calm and being in control, uh, you will give a sense of security, of certainty to the people that are in front of you because if you can handle yourself, they then assume that you can handle them. <laughs> right. That's that's what happens at a subconscious level. So now that we've talked about a bit of the differences and the similarities, uh, let's uh, look at a bit of a structure. How do we create a presentation that sells? Well, if you think about... Uh, uh, the the Wilo model that we said that we we had before. First of all, is the welcome. So in the welcome, what you want to do in a presentation, you want to set the expectations. You want to be clear about what the audience is going to cover because by that time, they they, they are there and they're like, okay, what's going to happen right now, <laughs> right? So their brain is all wandering and uh, they're thinking about things that are happening in their lives. So by you making sure that you come on stage, you set clear expectation, you tell them what they're going to get, you get them excited about listening to the rest of the presentation, then uh, you will win them. And then investigate, I for investigate. Instead of investigate, in, in the investigation, instead of asking questions, you are telling them about their situation. You're talking about the problems that they have. You're talking about the, the dreams that they have. So all the questions that you would ask them, you're actually telling them what they're already thinking. And that's where the part where they, you build such a great relationship or rapport with them because they can feel, wow, this guy has been on stage or this woman has been on stage for 10 minutes and I feel I've been knowing them <laughs> for, for all my life. <laughs> and, and it's possible to create a level of connection, just a short space of time. Absolutely. I mean, it feels like, you know, that short period of time could be something like they feel like they've known you for a few years. Exactly. And it's and, and like you said, it's that calm energy and, and it's really telling a story and building up, connecting the dots and not, you know, coming off like you're pushing something on them. You're 
like you said, you're you're putting out information that allows them to draw their own conclusion from it. And they know at that point they have to do something if something is going to change. And what you presented could be what I'm looking for to make that transition. Exactly. That's exact process. In fact, you mentioned a key word, which is information. Now, what you want to do during a presentation, you you also want to educate. So you are giving them, after you talk about their problem, their aspiration, their desires, then you're talking about some practical uh, pieces of information, some practical value that uh, will leave them blown away first. And secondly, will establish your authority in their field because then you can, they can see that you know your stuff. Before then you move into the transition, when then you're going to lead them with the lead part towards the sale and then giving them the options that uh, are available for them. And sometimes a very easy option to give is if you want to know how we can work together and get those results, fill up this application form and I will follow up with you in 24 hours. That's the easiest close you can make when then you're taking the appointments one-to-one. But if all the people that are coming to you one-to-one, they're all going through a filtering process and they already have a great relationship with you because they've already listened to the presentation. They already trust you. They already believe you. And they are there because they're saying, I want to buy now. And that's why that process is so powerful. Wow. I mean, this is so, so, I mean, it's so powerful if you're hearing this one to many, because I think a lot of times people that have done well one to one have that fear of selling one to many because of, you know, hey, if I've been rejected by one person at a time, I guess that's okay. But getting rejected by a, a multiple group of people at once, that can be really, really tough. But, but like you said, it's all in the matter of your energy and how you convey the information that you're not pushing anything on them. And that's so important what you uh, had mentioned here. Um, So Simone, I wanted to let the listeners know a little bit about where they can find you in terms of getting more information on how you could help them and with what you do with your online programs, you know, you as also as a, a paid speaker and other things that you're involved in. Uh, thank you for asking, Chris. I appreciate that. Um, there are two places where you can find me. Uh, now, if you are listening to this show, probably you like listening to all radio or podcast. So we have a podcast uh, and it's called Explode Your Expert Biz Show. So it's Explode Your Expert Biz Show. Let me repeat it again so you can write it down. Explode Your expert biz show and uh, in um, the podcast we interview great experts like we did with Chris and uh, we ask them the behind the scene on how they run their business so if you're an expert in your field you want to grow a successful business that's a great show and then uh, the other place that you can find me is uh, my website uh, which is uh, www.gtex which is g T E X T for Tango G T E X dot org dot UK and uh, in uh, immediately you can download uh, a checklist to help you create a presentation that sells and converts but without being like a sleazy slimy presenter <laughs> so you can <laughs> you can create this great presentation just have to go to the website which is www.gtex.org.uk 
and then click the button, the grid button at the front, get started, and you can download the checklist for free. And from there, you will uh, receive some updates from us uh, and also uh, information about our programs and services. Wow, great, great stuff. Again, we we highly encourage you, everybody listening, to check out these uh, sources that Simone pointed out. There's a wealth of information here that can help you, whether if it's one-to-one or even better, one-to-many. Again, you know, this way you're you're able to you know you know solve problems for multiple groups of people, uh, and better using your time uh, to do so to make generate more revenue for your business as well as uh, your income for your personal life. So important here. And again, we we love to hear about you know sales because sales is the lifeblood of anything that we do, and whether if it's in a business, whether if it's in your own personal life, we are selling whether if you feel like you're selling or not. You're doing it every day of your life, whether it's trying to make get a point across. And so some of these concepts that you had heard today from Simone can be used in everyday life other than the profession itself. And Simone, we want to thank you personally for taking the time today uh, to join us. Um, a wealth of information here. And again, for those that may be tuned in a little late, you can listen to this uh, version on demand And we want to thank you listeners, as always, for tuning in each and every week to listen to Sustainable Success. And again, we promise to keep bringing back guest experts like Simone that are just going to deliver value time and time again to make a difference in your business, your wellness, and your relationships. And we thank you all for joining us today. We'll see you next week and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.